Awesome. Thank, awesome. Thanks uh, to those of you that were sharing uh, via video some powerful testimonies. I know there's more, there's more testimonies of what God has done and honestly what God has continued, what, what he's going to continue to do um, in the seasons to come. So God is, God is at work. He, he moves in response to his people. Let me prove that to you with this, uh, with this story from God's word. We were, we were in 2 Chronicles 16 looking at uh, King Asa. King Asa started well but did not end very well. He decided to rely on his own strength, his own maneuvering, his own strategizing, um, and he missed out on an opportunity to, to put God to the test. He had a son named Jehoshaphat, and uh, Jehoshaphat, I think, I, I imagine he's learning from his father's mistakes. If you watch, by the way, on Friday, if you watched our, our 10 a.m. coffee break, you'll, you'll know the story. This is the same story we talked about on Friday briefly. We're going to tell it again because this has been sort of just rooting in my heart again and again and again. What, is, what does God want to do? His son Jehoshaphat takes over the throne, and the Bible describes Jehoshaphat in the same way that it described Asa early on, that he's doing, he's, he's, he's walking in the ways of the Lord. He says he walked in the ways of his father David, his, his ancestor David, who was seeking after God with his whole heart. And, and Jehoshaphat did some very similar things that, that his father Asa did in terms, of, um, in terms of tearing down idols and removing uh, idolatry in the land, in the kingdom of Judah. Um, like, any, like any of us, though, the circumstances of life are going to bring trouble our way. And Jehoshaphat is no exception. Things, trouble seems to seek out God's people. Uh, it's an opportunity to be tested and to be tried. And in 2 Chronicles 20, we see the, the beginning of the story. Beginning in verse 1, it says, After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Mayunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. These were some of the tribal neighbors of Judah on, 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 the, you know, on the different sides. And through much of Israel's history, they were being um, assaulted, attacked, bothered, invaded, occupied by these, uh, by these various groups. So in this story, in Jehoshaphat's reign, these three groups come against to, the Bible says, to wage war. How many of you ever feel like something is waging war against you? Ever felt that way? Ever felt that maybe uh, that, that your boss is waging war against you? Maybe the finance company is waging war against you? Maybe your health, your own body is waging war against you? You're in good company. It happens to all of us. Uh, verse 2, some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamar, that is in En Gedi. So the, the, the report comes and says, this, this army is coming against you. In fact, they're, they're nearly here. They're already in this, this area that's just coming up that's approaching us. Um, and the Bible calls it a vast army. You know, so not only is it an army, these aren't just small. This is, a va this is, this is thousands of warriors with, their, with, the, 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 with all of the military might that they can who are pressing in. A vast army is coming to wage war against God's people. And this is, it says this in verse 3, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Y'all, I could stop right there, and I could just dwell on that one line for a little bit. That is the, that's the difference. That's the difference between a man of God, somebody who has that, that, uh, you know, the, the, that, um, that heart committed to the Lord. We, we, we stop and we inquire of the Lord and we ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want? And he calls for a fast. And this could have gone so many different directions. The king could have called in his strategic leaders. He could have called in his war council. 
You know, he could have consulted all of these other generals and military, you know, military leaders and says, okay, what are we, what's our plan? What's our battle plan? What's our strategy? You know, he could have easily mobilized his own army to go and to meet them. He could have, he could have you know, uh, wrung his hands in despair and said, okay, how do we, how do we get, pay tribute? How do we buy off this army so that they don't attack us? There's so many other options that Jehoshaphat could have done. And there's so many options that you and I have whenever, whenever something is coming against us, whenever a vast army, whatever it is, is waging war against you and I, we have a choice to make as well. What is our response going to be? Is our response going to be to worry and to live in fear? Is it going to be to retaliate, to fight back? Is it going to be to run to, to every other source of help? Or is it going to, 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 to inquire of the Lord and proclaim a fast for all of Judah. That's what he does. He stops and says, okay, this is a bad situation. There's an army here. What does the Lord say about it? And not only does he take that posture, he calls all, everyone else in his land, everyone else under his authority to say, you, you sons and daughters of, of Judah, you sons and daughters of, of, of Yahweh, stop and inquire with me. Ask the Lord with me. What are we going to do about this? And he proclaims a fast, one just like we finished up now. So it's incredible. So he does that. Verse 4, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. So they weren't staying in their homes like you and I. We're quarantining our homes. No, they, they come together. They gather together. They leave their crops and they leave their herds and their flocks and they leave their trades and they gather, they assemble together, likely in Jerusalem, to, to, to come and have a corporate posture of of. of of interceding to the Lord, of petitioning the Lord for help. This is a big thing. And then Jehoshaphat stands up, and Jehoshaphat begins to pray this public prayer, and it's beautiful. We're not going to read all of it, but he's essentially acknowledging that God is sovereign over all the affairs of, of the world, that he alone has authority over all the kingdoms of the earth. He, point, he reminds God, as if God needs reminding. He reminds God of this, and then he also reminds God of the problem. He says, by the way, God, these other people that we showed grace and mercy to years ago, they are now coming against us. Verse 11, see how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession that you gave us as an inheritance. Verse 12, our God, will you not judge them? He recognizes this is God's, this is God's battle to fight. It's not his. God, you're the one who needs to bring judgment upon them because they have, they, have, they have dishonored your name. For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. This is beautiful. This this is good leadership. This is a king who is willing to recognize in humility his own weakness before the Lord. He doesn't stand up and, you know, he doesn't proclaim to all the people, you know, let's, let's do this. Come on, let's. He doesn't get like Braveheart out on the front lines rallying the troops and, you know, calling in. He acknowledges that we, we don't have what it takes. We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. And in one sense, that's where, that's where breakthrough begins is acknowledging our own powerlessness to fix things in our own life. And that seems, at least in my life, that seems to be the, almost the hardest fight of all. It's for me to get to a place where I can yield and say, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And that's exactly what Jehoshaphat says. He says, we have no power to face this vast army. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Two things. One is we're powerless to do anything about it. We don't have wisdom for this. We don't, we don't know the right kind of military strategy, but you do. So we're going to fix our eyes upon you and your resources. We're not going to focus on them. We're not going to focus on the army. We know they're coming, but we're going to focus on you and what you have to say. 
And this is a, this is a, and the battle is already won with those, with that, with that, with that statement right there. When he says that, the battle is already won in the spiritual. So all the men, verse 13, all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Notice how this is just cross-generational. It's not just, it's not just the leaders. It's not just the king and the prophets. It's not even just the men of the household. Everyone, the the wives are there, the children, the teenagers, the, the sons and the daughters, the little babies and their mother arms. Everyone is in this posture of waiting before the Lord. This is so beautiful, and I think this is an indication of what God wants to do. God wants to engage every heart with what he wants to say. He wants to engage your children. He wants your children to learn to stand before him and to hear the voice of God and to watch his deliverance unfold in their life. He doesn't want them hiding. He says, no, let every heart stand before me and watch what I'm about to do. So verse 14, the Bible tells us that that the Spirit of God moves upon this prophet and this prophet comes and the prophet gives some words to the king. This is beautiful. I love the role of the prophetic in God's people. You know, I love how the Lord doesn't just speak directly to the king. The Lord speaks to the prophets. So the king now has to trust this prophet. The king has to trust these other individuals, you know, to communicate the words of the Lord. So uh, basically the Lord says this in uh, verse 15. Do not, the Lord says, don't be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. Don't be afraid. When we, when we put ourselves in that place, taking our eyes off the fight, our eyes on him, he looks at us, he says, don't be afraid of this. He knows that's our, initial in, that's, our, that's our initial reaction is fear. You know, whenever the phone call comes in, whenever the diagnosis comes in, whenever the, the bills are piling up and we don't have any money to do, whenever that job situation is, is falling through, whenever these relationships are strained, what is our initial response? It tends to be fear. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that this is not going to work out. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to pay this bill. I'm, not, I'm afraid that this relationship is not going to work out the way I want it to. I'm afraid that this diagnosis is going to be much more serious than, I, than, I, than I'm able to handle. God looks at us and says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what's ahead of you or discouraged because of this vast army. Why? For the battle is not yours, but God's. Church, you need to hear that. When you are in a covenant relationship with God, your battles are his battles. Your enemies become his enemies. Your fights become his fights. He takes that, he he obligates himself. He takes that out of your realm and he puts it upon himself. He he puts himself now in, in, in position to fight on your behalf. He says, this is not your battle, this is the Lord's. And he gives some instructions of what they need to do. And this is the beautiful thing is that you know, God's, God's people, they're not exempt from doing things. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand this. We don't just to get, get to just say, God, I'm watching you. I want to sit on my couch and binge watch Netflix and wait for you to fix things. That's not how it works. He, there's instructions of how they're going to participate in God's deliverance. And you and I, God calls us to, to partner with him and to play a role and to participate in his deliverance. Even though the battle is his, we still have a role to play. So it goes on and it tells them what to do. It tells them where, where their positions are to be, where the army is to go. Um, it says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. And, and he ends it the same way he began. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. So Jehoshaphat has a decision to make. Do I trust what God has said? Or do I trust what my eyes are telling me and what my common sense is telling me? 
my common sense, my wisdom, my own fleshly wisdom says you better run for the hills because death and danger and destruction is imminent. Or do I trust what the word of the Lord says even though it contradicts what I, what, what I see? And he makes this decision. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. And so the next morning they get up and they go. Look at verse 21. They, they decide we're going to do what God says. Verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. So Jehoshaphat then raises up these prayer and these intercessors, these worshipers, um, and he appoints them. And it says this, it says that they went out at the head of the army. Isn't that beautiful, though, that worship leads the way? Um, Cohen is our, 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 our six-year-old, and his favorite song during this season of his life is, is, is an upper room Dallas song, uh, Surrounded. Um, this is how I fight my battles. He wants to sing that all the time, you know, like in the car. Can we play fight my battles? And we'll, we'll play it and we'll turn it up and he'll just sing it. We'll look in the back and he's just, his arms are up in the air. He's just belting it out. This is how I fight my, and it's so, I'm so glad that he's learning that, 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 that so, that's such a backwards reality. That the way that we win is by going low. The way that we win is by putting worship at the front of everything that we do. By praise and worship at the front of everything we do. And this is what Jehoshaphat does. He puts his worshipers out on the front. Verse 22, as they began to sing and praise, as they began to do this, doesn't say as they drew their swords, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes. And I wonder if Jehoshaphat remembered the words that were spoken to his father. I wonder if he remembered that promise that the eyes of the Lord move across the earth, seeking those whose hearts are committed to him that they may strengthen them. I bet he remembered that. I bet he remembered that period of his father's life. And he said, you know, my father didn't, my father made that mistake. What if I could be different? What if my situation could be differently? What if I could trust entirely in the Lord and see his promise? And the cool thing is that God shows up every single time he does. So that's my prayer for you and I. I want us to, to, to walk in this kind of reality. I want the Lord to sort of help us take our eyes off of the fight, our eyes off of the situation, not, not in denial that it's there. You know, that, that's not it at all. Jehoshaphat reminds he reminded God this is a real thing. It's a real threat. But his posture was one of face before the Lord, seeking after the Lord. Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? And that's, I want to encourage you that whatever you're facing um, this week and in the season to come, we don't know. We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what next week holds. But we know we have a God who says, I'm going to fight on your behalf. This is my battle, not yours. Amen. Awesome. Hey, I want to pray for, I want to pray for us here as we're wrapping this up. This is the great thing about, uh, about being on social media and Facebook is that we have a chance to real, in real time um, do some streaming of some words of knowledge and uh, some prayer needs. Let me share some, of, some, some words of knowledge that we've received in during our prayer time. These are things that we hear the Lord saying that he wants to touch and he wants to heal this morning, specifically about our, uh, those of you that are watching here. Um, so if, if, this, if, if one of these words connects with where you are, I want to ask that you 
that you um, post a comment to the feed so that we can pray specifically for you. Um, some, some physical needs. There's a, someone that has a ruptured disc that the Lord wants to heal this morning. Um, someone has a blood condition. God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thin their blood. Um, we also heard a word about a right knee, some pain while bending. This pain seems to maybe be directly behind the knee in the right knee. Um, we also heard a word about scoliosis. Um, we sense that God is saying, I'm going to bring alignment. I'm going to bring alignment to your scoliosis, both physically and spiritually as well. I'm going to align some things um, in your own life. Uh, Megan heard a word that God wants to heal hearts to trust again, that there's been trust issues and that some of us are just struggling with, with being so disillusioned and discouraged in the past um, and that God wants to restore that. God wants to bring, to, to, to restore trust back to you. And some of you have sent in some praises also for how God has opened up doors in the last month. And we want to read some of these here. Yes, if, if, if you've got a praise or a prayer to you, you can go ahead and, and, uh, and post those or, and we'll get those, we'll get those in. I want to give praise to Jennifer Neary. Her breathing is better. She was in the hospital earlier this week. Jennifer, we're thankful that God is just uh, healing you and restoring you. We're thankful that it was not as serious as it could be. We want to pray for continued um, health for you and your family. Um, also want to lift up the family of, uh, of Angel Dylan Thompson, a good friend of Jackie Powell. She, had, she, um, she beat breast cancer on Wednesday. Ultimate healing. The ultimate healing. And uh, her worship today in the presence of Jesus, in the presence of Jesus, <laughs> we're in the presence of Jesus, but that's a different kind of presence of Jesus. It's vastly different and more awesome. So we're praying for, um, for her family and just ask the Lord to be, to be near to them as well. Um, Hazel is one of our little ones, one of our King's kids. She wants to just pray for those that are... That are um, struggling with the COVID-19. She wants to, to, to pray that God will remove this. So um, we do, we lift, we're gonna pray for that. Um, so Lord, we just thank you for, the, for, for some of these prayer needs that we brought in so far, these first three, Lord. We thank you for, um, for your ministry of healing to Jennifer, Lord. And Father, we, do, we agree with Hazel. Father, would you, you are sovereign over nature. You're sovereign over sickness and disease. So Father, we just stand, um, in a posture of, of, Lord, just free our land, Lord, from the threat of this pandemic, Lord. Free our families. In the place of fear, in the place of uncertainty, Father, would you just step in? Holy Spirit, would you step in and bring comfort and peace and bring deliverance, Lord? Father, we think of those that we know right now, uh, even in our own area in Justman County and Fayette County, Lord, that, that do have COVID-19, that do have this virus. Father, it's a real threat. Father, we just minister healing, supernatural healing right now in the name of Jesus. It's in breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Jackie gives praise for peace, healing, and financial breakthrough um, with a small medical procedure. We thankful for that. That's awesome, Jackie. We're praising you. Jennifer says, I don't worry anymore. That's, 
That's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big obstacle in life is how worry can tear us down. Um, Mike is saying he's got some hip and leg pain that's really causing a lot of pain. So Mike, I'm going to pray for you right now if, I, if I'm reading this text right. Um, so Father, we just lift up Mike to you, Lord. Our brother, this one who's been a leader in our church. Father, would you just minister healing to his hip and his leg right now? Father, we just speak healing over it. We command pain to go. We command inflammation to go in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood. We pray full restoration, Lord. Amen. Good praise that Ray, one of our seniors, one of our veterans and one of our seniors does not have COVID-19. He had a bit of a scare for a little bit in the hospital with some breathing issues, and that's a good report. Praise God for that. So we want God to continue to restore him. Keegan, Keegan's eye needs healing. So Lord, we just pray for Keegan's eye. Lord, we pray to restore the function uh, of his eyes right now, Lord God. Bring clarity, Lord. Bring freedom from whatever is afflicting that. Or just remove anything that is, that is an infection in there, anything that is damaged, anything that is, that, is, that is not as you have made it to be. We just say, be healed in the name of Jesus. All right, good. Thanks for, thanks for sending these in, you guys. There's more coming in here. We want to pray for, uh, for Dave and Tootie Olslager, Tootie's mom, uh, Doris, went to be with the Lord this week. She had been sick for quite a while, and she too has the ultimate healing. And we're, we're celebrating with Doris today, and we're grieving with the Olslager family. So Father, just minister to Dave and Tootie, Lord. Minister to her, Lord. Begin to restore strength and vigor back to both of them. They've been caring for Doris for a long time, Lord. And as they say their goodbyes, Father, would you just restore strength, restore peace in the name of Jesus. Beautiful. We'll just take a couple more minutes here, you guys. All right, Aram, we see your post here. Um, Aram says he's, we don't have answer. he doesn't have answers for what's going on with his body. Thankful for testing and doctors who are unrelenting at finding answers. So, Father, we're going to pray these words that we just prayed, Second Chronicles 20, Lord, in, in regards to Aram's body. Lord, we don't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. We don't know where to look. We don't have a diagnosis for this, but you do. You made it. You are the architect of his body. You know every part of the system down to the submolecular levels. Not only do you know, but you have a heart to heal as well. So, Father, would you just release healing right now on Aaron, Lord. On this final day of fasting, Lord, would you just begin to bring breakthrough in the life of your people? Would you just do healings today, Lord, more than you've done in the last four weeks? Just give healing so, Father, just give wisdom to the doctors so that they can identify what's going on, Lord. We speak healing over you, Aaron. Wholeness over you right now. We pray also for, uh, for Beverly, Aaron's wife. She's been fighting some ongoing sickness this week. Some scary stuff, too. So, Lord, we lift up the street family to you, both of them. Father, would you deliver them from this? Deliver, this from, deliver them from these afflictions that are plaguing them, that are hindering their well-being, that are keeping them away from just serving their family the, the way they want to. 
I just see Jesus pulling both of you up, just lifting both of you up underneath your arms and just wrapping his arms around both of you, giving strength to your bodies, giving strength to your, to your legs. I just see Jesus with, with, with his hand on both, one hand on you, Aaron, and one hand on Beverly, and just you guys are walking forward, and as you take steps with him, he's going to give strength to your bodies. Mm. Deborah in Texas, we love you, Deborah. Praying for your sons. We're praying that they will come to um, the knowledge of Jesus, to discover the love of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you chase after these boys, chase after them in your love. Chase after them, Lord, today, right now. During uncertain times, Lord, speak truth to them. Call them back home right now, Lord God. Minister your love to them. Yes, Lord. Uh, Gretchen, we're praying for your dad and for your sisters as well. We're thankful for the Mullins family, Lord, and we just agree with Gretchen. We pray um, just mercy and grace, Lord, over her family in this situation, Lord God. Father, show yourself true and good and strong. Show yourself to be um, just the risen Savior with healing and love and restoration. Lord God. Pray for uh, Christy's sister. Christy's our children's pastor here. Um, Carolyn is her sister out on the West Coast. A, a beautiful family, six kids in ministry together. And, and there's a, a fear, threat of COVID-19 um, also uh, for her. So Lord, we just release healing over Carolyn right now. Um, we just speak against this virus, Lord. With, in the authority of Jesus, we just curse this. We curse this virus. We curse this one that is inflicting pain upon our loved ones. We bind it, Lord. We rebuke it. We bind it. We, we just command it to go right now, Lord God. Holy Spirit, bring, bring healing into her body today. Bring supernatural peace into her heart today, Lord God. Any more of these? Any more responses to these words of knowledge that we gave out? We'll be glad and pray directly for these. We'll just take a couple more minutes. We'll just take maybe another one or two minutes if there's any more coming in. You can post those here in the comment thread. Um, guys, if there's something else I've missed, go ahead and text that to me and I'll make sure that we, uh, that we, that we call those out. Emma, we're going to pray, Lord, for, uh, pray for Emma. She's my oldest, having some struggles, folks, being able to get some school stuff done. It's a whole lot whole lot when you're a junior in high school. Um, so Father, we just pray for, for, for Emma, Lord. Pray for this heart that loves you. Father, would you just kind of help, help her get a reset mentally to attack this school, the, 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 these school projects, Lord? Would you give her clarity, give her focus? Lord, help her to find a rhythm of joy, Lord, in the work that, you've, that, that she has to do. Father, just release anxiety from her. Just release stress from her heart right now, Lord Jesus. Okay. All right, last call for those. All right, if you want to post more, um, even after we're done uh, with, our, with our live feed, we'll continue to pray for you. If we can serve you uh, in any way, if your family has any kind of a need, 
um, now or in the days to come, would you reach out to, 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 to one of the leaders here at King's Church, text myself, Meg, any of the other pastors or leadership, the elders, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll assist however we can. We want to bear one another's burdens during this time. Be encouraged. Um, be strong in the Lord. Yes, we're praying. Last one came in. Christy, we're praying for the teachers and the students. Christy uh, is one of our teachers here um, at Southern Elementary. It's, this is a crazy time for our education system. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of, a lot of adjustments. So, Father, we just pray over our, our teachers. Lord, we thank you for how they're still serving. They're still teaching. They're still grading. They're still making meals and checking in on students, Lord. It's a whole lot of things going on. But, uh, Father, just minister to them as well. Lord, we lift up our government. Pray for our leaders, Lord, our, our local leaders. Lord, help them to make wise decisions. We pray for our governor, Lord. Pray for our president and our legislatures, the legislators and, and our senators, Lord. Give them wisdom. Give them wisdom to make good decisions for the welfare of our people, for the good of our people, Lord. And Father, just we pray for revival. That's what our nation needs. More than anything else, we need revival. We need the Spirit of God to blow through and to heal hearts and to restore families and to fix bodies and to bring sons and daughters back home. Lord, send us revival. We thank you again, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, friends, uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off for now. If you want to keep posting, we'll keep praying for you and, and keep ministering to you. We love you. We hope you have a good week, and we will see you back here very, very soon. Have a good day.